0: This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Today's sponsor, Meet Their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on, my fellow schwoke lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Welcome to the show today, folks. You, you made it. You're here. Uh, you're literally listening to the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Uh, welcome to the show today. I literally... I know I say this every week, and I know not everyone believes me when I say this, but this is literally, literally our best episode of Candle Shweezy that we've ever made. I can't imagine we're ever going to top this episode. So that's why it's great that you're here today to uh, join the movement, Uh, join, join the process, join, join the thought process, join, join the people. Uh, We, the people, let's go Shweezy. That's, that's, That's a new, that's our new hashtag. Let's go Shweezy. We the people, let's go, Sweezy. No, so, anyways, though, I am Sweezy, or some of you know me a little bit better as the Foreplay King, here to welcome you to Cancel Sweezy today. The only podcast that is the last good thing about this part of town. So, uh, commit this to memory. I, I think that's the wrong album. Um, wait. No, let's take this to your grave. That's one. Okay. So, yeah, okay. We're talking about. Uh, Old emo emo lyrics here, folks. Uh, if you don't know old emo lyrics, it's okay. It's okay. It's like which is what the thing I tell you. It's like you know, uh, if you're like formerly a conservative and you've seen the light and realized conservatives are just assholes, uh, it's okay. I think we they're the big thing is they're embarrassed about joining the light, and uh, that's that's what we're here today. Uh, that's the point of the, today's episode of Cancel Shuizi is to walk into the light, to join the light side. of uh, The Schwarz? Is the Schwarz? Is that what we're calling it? Okay. Um, anyways, though... Thank you so much for clicking on my stupid fucking face today and uh, deciding to join us for yet another best episode of Cancel shweezy. Uh So if you, if you don't know, I am also, besides the world's greatest podcaster, I also have music out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, uh, wherever you stream it, it's under Shweezy. It's like Cancel Schweezy, but you just take the cancel out of the Cancel Schweezy and that's where you will find me, so uh don't be stingy there. Make sure you go check all that shit out. and uh we can uh we can go full throttle uh from there. uh so uh don't be stingy. uh anyways though, I'm also on social media. pretty much any uh social media site uh that you can find me on I'm on, so that is. Uh, uh, is it TikTok? I post a lot to TikTok. I'm trying to blow up a lot more on TikTok. I need more followers on TikTok. I have like 300 followers, and I need more uh, than that. So that's also that's one great thing about that. Um I'm also on Instagram. I do post mainly most of my updates on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Also on Twitter too. So you make sure you go check out there. If I if I get a boost in Twitter followers, I may in fact try to tweet more. I don't know. It's just like I do this show for like. I, I talk for an hour and a half a week uh, of all my thoughts, and I just, like, pretty much get them all out. I don't need to really post anything on Twitter. It's just the usual one-liners I like to post, like, uh, Republican is the new R word. Uh, instead of pray the gay away, let's bidet the pray away. I want to make sure to say bidet the pray away. I think that that's going to be our new cool merch idea. I, wanna, I need to get on, like, some merch, because... I really think that would uh, help support the show. Uh, I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash theschweezy. Every Thursday, some other days I might do it too, but I'm always trying to stream on Thursdays. Uh, I do stream video games, Pokemon, uh, Mario Makers, like my new one I've been putting in the loop, uh, and uh, Fortnite, those are always in the loop here. So cool. I'm waiting for Fall Guys to come out on uh, you know, all consoles, and I'm going to play that, and then I'm trying to get to on uh, play multiverses. I'm still trying to get a code, so I can play multiverses. Uh, whatever company is in, in charge of that, I'm I'm trying to get a code so I can play your game. Uh, you know, because it looks fun. Because I'm a big Smash Brothers fan. So uh, yeah, go check it out there. Uh, one nice thing about Twitch though is if you do have uh, Amazon Prime, what you can go ahead and do, you can connect that to your Twitch account. Uh, it's typically around a five dollar thing if you want to, you know. If you're trying to, uh, you know, support a creator, get a Twitch Prime, it's usually like $5 to support someone with a sub, following everyone's free. make sure you're at least following me on Twitch. Uh, But one thing you can always do is that uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it, you get a Twitch Prime account, one free subscribe, which is basically a free $5 to support anyone you want to. And uh, why not support me, your your podcast daddy? And, uh, yeah, so twitch.tv slash the shweezy. That's a great way to financially support uh, the show without, you know, spending any extra money than you're already spending on your usual bills. Uh, but if you also want to support the show, we do have a Patreon page, which is, uh, uh, which is always for anyone who wants to be thanked for being a friend, and who, the, the, the high quality. If you want to become part of the Council of Schwalders, join the Patreon page. That's our, uh, that's our number one way to join that. But there's also other ways you can be a Schwalke Lord that don't require you to uh, spend any money. Uh, one thing you can do... Uh, this is for you typically are audio only listeners right now. uh go check us out on our YouTube page. We do post the full episode on YouTube, which I always think is nice So if like you you're woo <coughs> if you're at home and you want to like listen to the full you, know, you want to listen to cancel schweezy uh, but you're at home you're sitting there and instead of listening on your phone, you can pull it up on your like your smart t v on the youtube app and then Uh, You can play it on the TV. You get to see my dumb face, but uh, it's also a cooler way to help support the show. We also put all our highlights from the show up there, so uh, if you are, uh, you know, you're checking out the highlights of the show, what you can go ahead and do uh, is share those with your friends or, you know, the parts of the show you like instead of telling them to, like, find the full episode of Cancel Sweezy, which is typically an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. Sometimes it can go to two hours, but you can just find like the segment. Uh at most it's typically it would be like fifteen, twenty minutes long. And then what you can do is share that with your friend, and then they can listen to that like, huh? Let me check out more of this guy. And then they see the recommended. Uh we're trying to infiltrate algorithms. Infiltrate algorithms, hopefully I say that right, with my Kansas trash mouth. Uh but yeah, so With that, those are great ways, and uh, obviously uh, to help us infiltrate algorithms on uh, all the audio only platforms, you can always leave us a review, give us a five, four, three, two, one star rating. Doesn't sound like much, but on those audio platforms, like that means the world uh, in those cases. So, uh, in all cases, don't be stingy. Um, So, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking. Well, That's why you're on the podcast today. Previous week right now is, uh, uh, I don't want to explain it too long. It's, we're going over the news of the previous week and we're going to be going over it right now. So, uh, you don't have to wait long. You're gonna, you have everything you need and everything that will ever be needed is going to be here right now. So, uh, don't be stingy and (laughs) say, don't be stingy. Like that's like part of my vocabulary. Like, that's going through my life. Anyways, though, let's just jump right into it. So we got uh, a Garth Brooks update. I like that. Uh, And uh, I really like that. I need to get the soundboard back because I can't just be fucking, quote, I like that. I really like that. Um, This is from Best Life Online. Only place I get my news. Kenny Loggins opens up about feud with Garth Brooks in New Memoir. Uh, Do you remember that time when Garth Brooks brought his guitar to court, ready to defend himself through song? If not, Kenny Loggins' new book is here to give you a refresher. In 1991, Loggins and his guitarist Guy Thomas wrote the song Convictions of the Heart. Two years later, Brooks released a song titled Standing Outside the Fire that Loggins and Thomas thought sounded a little too similar to their composition. Eventually, the musicians ended up in court together and now Now decades later, Loggins is looking back on the lawsuit in his new memoir, still all right in the book The Danger Zone, Singer God Singer shares his recollection of how the lawsuit went down, as well as what he says Brooks admitted to him. Read on to find out more about the feud between the two musicians. Fuck you, fuck you, this blog article. Continue on. In Still Alright Loggins explains that Thomas contacted him when he realized the standing outside the fire sounded similar to Convictions of the Heart. The Footloose singer, God, stop mentioning every song he's written, uh, says that his co-writer was ready to sue right away, but that he wanted to try to talk to Brooks first and see if they could settle things on their own. Loggins claims that Brooks admitted that he borrowed from his song, and so Loggins suggested that he and Thomas should receive a percentage of the sale. Garth didn't like that idea at all, Loggins writes in his book. His tone grew steely and defensive, as reports by Variety in time of the lawsuit. Brooks maintained publicly that he did not copy the song. As reported by Page Six, our good friends over there at Page Six, and Thomas then sued Brooks for $5 million when it was time to appear before the judge and jury, Brooks arrived ready to perform and demonstrate the difference between the songs. Garth actually showed up in the courtroom with an acoustic guitar, ready to play the song live for the judge, Loggins writes. Brooks' guitar didn't end up being necessary. The judge called Thomas and Brooks into the chamber, and when they emerged, Garth was ready to settle Loggins' right of the 1998 court appearance. The agreement meant that the amount of money involved couldn't be shared, although Garth had to admit to settling the suit. Loggins writes afterward, he said publicly something like, sometimes you just have to pay to get people off your back, Loggins continues. I let that one go. I haven't seen him since. The matter has been amicably resolved. Brooks' lawyer told Variety, I hope, um, uh, Brooks, I want to say, this is Garth Brooks talking, I hope he doesn't sue me again for mentioning that I sued him. Ha, 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 ha. you'd laugh like that. Ha, 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 ha. Uh. Uh, sometimes you just have to draw the line Garth is infamous for being inspired by other people's work. He said to me well I love that song what he said to his co-writers was that I came really close to Confessions of the Heart and just missed so he kind of took it and made it what he thought it should have been. Logan explained the intention was important when it came to suing Brooks because in court the question is did they borrow from the original song intentionally or was there a subconscious thing when you tap into the music that's hovering over all of us and you pull something down. Uh, said said claim that Brooks told him he consciously took from the song. In this case, uh, Garth, it was a conscious effort. He told me so. He said, I want something just like this to his co-writer that it's why it wound up on the steps of the courthouse. Best life has reached out to Brooks representatives for comment, but has not yet received a response. Okay. So here, here's one thing. So when I was in school, like studying composition and like arranging and stuff like that, and I was mainly focused, I, when I was doing that, those classes, I was just like, I'm going to write jazz pieces. I'm like, that's fine. I think that's going to be the best thing for me. I think just, you know, mentally for the music I write now, I think working for jazz, big bands, is going light's really weird. I usually record this at night, but I'm now recording it during the day and you have sunlight and you have sunlight coming this way. Hopefully the lighting looks good. So, when when I was in school studying composition, one thing and one it's a basic good exercise uh, for most people to do is uh, this idea of counterfacts. What well, the idea of a counterfact is is it's a chord progression of an already existing song that you because you can't copyright chord progressions. That's just a number of facts. So you can do that. You, and you know, there's melody. Mainly the idea is melody. That's the idea. Like in the last week, we talked about someone's wanting to summarize Mariah Carey because she has a song called All I Want for Christmas is You when someone else wrote that a couple of years earlier. And, uh, I'm like, that's, that shit case should have been dropped like immediately. So with this idea, like him talking about this, I never knew this story. So I'm really interested. Uh, I at least maybe need to read this section into the whole thing or watch someone on YouTube, uh, do the exact same thing, We uh, going over that though. So, the idea of counterfacts is the same chord progression, but you make a whole new song out of it, which is a great practice. I always say to other people, um, I actually just the other day, uh, my friend realized that uh, Charlie Puth's song Boy and my song Eggshells sound kind of similar, 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 um, they do sound similar, and I'm like. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, I want... Because I, when I wrote it, uh, the idea when I wrote it was I wanted something that had, like... Um, I didn't want to copy of a chord progression, so I never learned how to play that song. So that's a good lesson for anyone. If you like the idea of a song, like, how they do something with it, but you don't want a complete rip off of it, don't learn that song. Um, so I remember I wanted something that, like, went up a scale in a similar way, and, you know... And so I started, like, F, G, A minor... A minor, G over B, C, D minor, C, G over B, and then C, and then I think it's C over E, F, and because I wonder something like that, because I wonder something that went up the scale like that, and so I had a friend notice that, and I was like, did you copy him? And I was like, yes and no. I like the idea of a chord progression going up a scale kind of like that, but it's like a chord progression, but I didn't want to copy him exactly, so I, I 100% believe we have a difference in the songs. So, um, but I don't think he's going to want fucking my royalties. Charlie Booth's not going to try to run for my royalties, even though I will still claim I didn't, I didn't copy this. I didn't copy the song. I copied the idea of chord progressions going up a scale. Like that's not something you can copyright. Um, with this though, like, yeah, it sounds like Garth was kind of doing the same thing or at least his co writers I don't know who all wrote his song with that. Uh, they were probably trying to do the same thing. And it was it's very easy. If you look at One Direction songs, like, there's one song that sounds like Pour Some Sugar on Me, and they're, like, intentionally trying to make something with that energy and some chord progressions. And somehow they got, like, Def Leppard to not sue them over them. Like, that's a. They could clearly have a case with that song and get money for it. And, like, they could get a good chunk of change for that. But they're like, no, I, we, we get it. So it's one thing like that. So, um,. I think, I think the one thing is, you know, G, G, he admitted to, you know, obviously he's like, I want something that kind of sounds like that. And we all kind of, and like, and that's just the thing with songwriters, like you hear a song and you're kind of like, I want a song that kind of, you know, not necessarily sounds, but feels like that. You know, it's just a normal songwriter thing. So it, it's not uncommon to be like, I want a song that feels like that. And so you know, do that. And sometimes it can be and. You know, when I end up thinking of the idea like that, what like I would do with eggshells, what I would try to say is make sure, you you, you know, it's okay to find similar, have similarities with the song, but, you know, you have to understand, like, make sure the song doesn't sound like a ripoff. That's the idea that you're trying to go for when you're doing something like that. You want to make sure you're not just ripping off another song. Uh, that's what I say with G. And also, Garth, um, what the fuck happened to my dad, Garth? We have, still haven't heard an alibi from you about, uh, why my dad is currently dead. And so, uh, we don't believe you're the murderer. You're just a suspect. Just give us an alibi of everywhere you were between April 15th, 1958, and, uh, April 14th, 2022. That's all we want, Garth. What happened to my dad, Garth? Father's Day's coming up, Garth. We would love some closure on my dad, Garth. I keep commenting on your Instagram about my dad. You don't seem to respond to it. Because you're too big. Whatever. Where are the bodies, Garth? That's a good question. Where are the goddamn bodies, Garth? G. My boy G. Where the fuck are the bodies? (laughs) Just drinking. Here's to feeling good all the time, folks. My hand gets cut off by the, by the brick wall, not a green screen, just the, the realistic brick wall. From a Kotaku, report, uh, Microsoft Connect creator resigns after being accused of watching VR porn at work. Whew, that's a lot. Alex Kitman, a longtime Microsoft executive, is leaving the company after 21 years due to numerous misconduct allegations insider reports. The accusations include inappropriately touching female employees and watching what one witness described as VR porn at work. Many in the game would may, may recognize Kitman from Xbox Motion Sensing Accessory Connect, on which he guided development leading up to its 2009 debut. <coughs> Microsoft touted the Xbox 360 and eventually Xbox One. Peripheral as the next big thing in gaming at launch. But Kinect was officially put out of its tough to pasture in 2017. After not achieving the critical and commercial success Microsoft no doubt envisioned for it. Kitman later took on a similar role in the creation of HoloLens mixed-reality smart glasses that, much like Kinect, have largely failed to catch on. Behind the scenes of all this technology wizardry, uh, Kitman said to have fostered an, a and, diffi- and difficult environment for the people working alongside him. That's, that's a typo. Could talk to figure that shit out. One former Microsoft executive told Insider that he witnessed Kitman rubbing a woman's shoulder when he, she tried to stop him. Kitman continued, anyway... Despite her looking, as the executive put it deeply uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is also the word a different Microsoft employee used to describe the VR porn incident. In May, Insider reported that as the company mixed reality team experimented with a prototype one evening in 2015, Kitman put on a VR headset to test it out. The video he chose was of an overtly sexualized pillow fight that could be seen by everyone in the room through a monitor that mirrored the peripherals displays. Working with Kitman reportedly got so bad that over 25 employees contributed to a document compiling similarly negative interactions with the intention of sending it to Microsoft CEO's satya nadella according to three sources managers even warned others not to leave women alone with kitman insider previously detailed kitman's indecent behavior in a may report about microsoft's golden boy a group of corporate leaders who have contributed to a toxic culture of harassment and abuse at the massive tech company at the time microsoft didn't confirm or deny the charges against kitman in internal emails to microsoft staff seen by insider concerning kitman's resignation make no mention of the of the event leading up to his departure Speaking to Kotaku, a Microsoft spokesperson would only say that organizational changes have been made to its mixed reality team, and that Kitman will leave the company to pursue other interests after assisting with a two-month transitional period. First of all, let's read the last paragraph here. Um, Kitman will leave the company to pursue other interests... <laughs> <after> <laughs> oh, okay. It was after pursuing other interests... Um, I think we know what those interests are. Uh, very much born. This is this is the horniest dude. I think who who who's who's in a position of power. I have to say, you know, like Harvey Weinstein, just like one of girls to suck his dick, and he's just like, I'll get you in a movie if you suck my dick, which I know is I know, which I know is wrong. But at the same time, you're also thinking like, but also at the same time, like thinking about me, a guy, and the other guys, like if you suck my dick. I will make your dreams come true. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's that bad of a, of a proposal. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. And it's different for women. As a guy, though, it's just like, I, I know I know, the, I know everything's wrong with it. I'm just saying, like, you know, you get to the point where I'm like, you know, not struggling through life, be like, I just have to suck one dick. I'm like, that's not that bad. Like, no one's going to call me gay. I'm like, yeah, I sucked his dick. I didn't like it. I don't think I'm gay (laughs) anyways though. No, let's, let's continue back to this, this motherfucker. Um, so here's, here's one thing I get the appeal of VR porn. I bought like a really cheap headset one and be like, I wonder what porn's like through this. I bought, I'm like, this isn't good. Um, maybe I bought it too cheap of a headset. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe he's born with it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm able. Um, so, you know, we have that long running, uh, thing. Um, the coming, 21 years, oh, is leaving, going, oh, like, misconduct allegation, it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm like, it, I feel like it took a little long, like, you know, and like, you hear, like, these guys, like, he kept giving women back rubs and stuff like that, and stuff like that at work, here, here, you know, I worked at a job where, like, the owner and shit would, like, you know, he'd, like, come stop your body, like, hey, man, how are you, and, like, rub your, like, you know, kind of, like, hand rub your back, you know what I'm saying, um, not that it was weird, but I was like, I don't think he's trying to fuck me, so I just, I got over it, and I'm also a guy, and like, I feel like I could have taken that guy if I wanted to, like, uh, even though I've never been in a real fight in my life, and I was like, I could probably take him, um, but you know, you know, for women, it's, it's like a whole lot different for women, I don't know, if I, you know, when you work in a job like that, I feel like the only time you need to make physical contact with someone, and I think COVID has really helped us realize this situation. The only time you really need to make physical contact with someone uh, is to shake their hand. Like I feel like a handshake is something that you know is, is that, and uh, and uh, that's that's the only time I think it's you know even remotely necessary uh, to. Um, so it's weird. Also, the idea that this guy they're they're testing out VR products and headsets and shit and this guy is like you know we do make games we have this thing called Game Pass Uh, we do have, we have games we could could try this out with Now I'm gonna look at porn like, you know, it's just weird to me, you know like, like, I grew up in the 2000s, like, you know, really before internet was like a thing and everyone had like their own phone and shit like that, you know, a phone they could just look at porn at but, you know, we... You know, you get to shit like... You know, so we would, like, me and my friends would like, oh, look at this, this is really cool. And I was like, you know, and that's shit like that. Uh, but we weren't, like, jerking off with each other. Um, now, nowadays, now that everyone has, like, their own phone and shit, you know, unless it's, like, you're a couple and, like, this shit is cool for you, you know? and No, no shame in that. Um, I don't think we need to be watching porn with other people. Like... Uh, there's this, there's only specific situations. And when I say specific, it's very specific on when we need to be watching porn with other people, uh, in an office building is not that like, I kind of get that. He's like, huh, I want to try this out with porn, but I can't take this headset home with me. And I do have my own office. And so the idea is like, maybe say a little after everyone leaves the office and look at porn. I get it. I get that shit, but like, don't look at porn. What's the what's the title of his article? I'm like this guy's just like, guy's like a red flag. Like you know, like after like was it twenty seventeen was the when the meme two movement started and there's like you see, all this shit and you're hearing like a, there's a guy in my office like he's looking at porn. I'm like okay, we're not going to survive that if that we don't take action about that right now. Uh, anyways though, lesson learned. Don't look at porn. Or make sure you, if you're going to look at porn by yourself. Um. And never with other people unless it's like a thing with you and your spouse, your partner. Partner, that's the rule. Uh, Just do it by yourself. Lock the door. Do that shit. Yeah, that's, you know. Straight up from Screen Geek. There is now a Christians Against Miss Marvel Facebook group. the Disney Plus series, Miss Marvel has not had a smooth premiere to say the least. It was recently review-bombed by IMDb. Many trolls and haters have been finding ways to complain about the series, citing the most inconsequential detail as major plot holes or negative elements. Now, this hate for Miss Marvel has spread to Facebook, where some users are participating in a group dedicated to bashing the show. It appears that a private Facebook group with over 17,000 members as of this right and has dedicated itself to hating Ms. Marvel. The group which makes no attempt at hiding its purpose is named Christians Against Ms. Marvel. The the description of the group is just as blunt, citing the following reasons for existing. Miss Marvel might be the biggest slap in the face for conservative Christians to date. Disney has decided that the face of this franchise should not be Carol Danvers, but should instead be a gay, Muslim, no more straight Christian characters from Marvel. Those days are over. Please join us as we let Disney know that we will not be cancelled. Interestingly, however, they call the titular character a gay Muslim. It's worthy that Miss Marvel, however, isn't even gay. It appears that they're confusing the character with America Chavez from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The particular character is sometimes called Miss America and she does in fact happen to be a lesbian. A Google search for about the group will find some outlets referring to the group as an obvious troll group. Bleeding Cool looked through the group and wrote, "It it is for what a better phrase a troll trap trying to bait people who do believe the show would be should be canceled because it has a muslim lead but also those who are adamantly against the existence of such a facebook group and takes its place it takes it at a face value only the moderators of the group sit back and watch them fight. So while the group is indeed real, it appears that the name mission of the group doesn't appear to be serious. In any case, it's quite disturbing to see so much hate brewing on Facebook over a show as harmless as Miss Marvel. With all that in mind, Miss Marvel will probably continue to be just as fine as any of these other projects the group has targeted. The Marvel Cinematic Universe series Miss Marvel is currently available to stream on Disney Plus, with new episodes airing on Wednesdays. Okay, so. I mean, you know, obviously I think, so from what I'm looking at, you know, obviously, you know, like the Miss Marvel stuff is viewed. I watched the first episode. I'm big into Marvel shit. You know, if you, they're new to the show. Um, and also I think Kamala Khan as a character is great. And I was like looking forward like this, once when, when they're announcing all these new Disney shows, uh, Disney plus shows for Marvel, Moon I was like, yeah, he can be cool, but he's kind of like the whole split personality can be kind of annoying. Um, Kamala Khan, uh, and Jennifer Walters as She-Hulk, uh, all, th- both those characters, I was like super pumped when they announced those, because those, are good, and they're keeping, uh, She-Hulk as a comedy, which is what all those comics are, should be, um, the idea of Miss Marvel, it's, uh, Kamala Khan, she's, uh, Pakistani and Muslim, uh, she is a big fan of the Avengers, and especially, uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Mommy, Brie Larson, I have no shame in calling her Mommy, and, uh, so, like, that, and then she, the show, I'm not gonna spoil the show for you, she eventually learns she gets powers and shit like that, uh, so, I guess people, um, real critics, you know, who aren't racist, are, like, looking at the show, and they're like, this is one of the, one of the best Disney shows, and they've seen a couple episodes already, like, more episodes than I have, they're like, this is one of the best Disney shows ever made. And like watching that first episode, I kind of agree. Like the directors, like made, it's made it a vibe. Like they got the vibe right. Um, it's like this idea is like, oh yeah, she's from like her family's from Pakistan. Uh, they are Muslim. Um, and so you see that, like it's just like a theme of the show. And it's like, if we're going to have a brown, like a brown girl from Pakistan. That's the backstory. Like all that is, it's like, all that I think about when I see, like, these details are like, oh, she's from Pakistan, her family's from Pakistan, and she's Muslim. I'm like, that's just a backstory. Like, there's nothing else really important about those significant facts other than the fact that that's her background. Like, that's where her family came from, uh, and yada, yada, yada. And it looks like the show is going uh, away from, like, that she's an inhuman and more into a different kind of light where, like, she's getting her powers from other source. I haven't watched the other episodes. The day this episode comes out, episode two is coming out. I haven't seen episode two. Uh, I wish I could. Um... So anyway, so let's move on to this group. So obviously it was troll reviewed, but like actual critics are saying it's good, which usually I'm usually trying to take 50% of what real critics say and 50% from what the fans say. But now it looks like you can't really justify what the fans are saying because it is getting review bombed by uh, racists who, who want to make America great again. Let's go, Brandon. I want to suck Brandon's dick. Um know, so yeah, this this group, it, it reminds me of the Mothers Against Fortnite group I joined, which is not active. I wish it was active as not because I joined it when I wasn't playing Fortnite, and now that I am playing Fortnite, um, You know, I, I wish I could see more shit from that. Um, so yeah, they're they're I mean I get the troll idea of it. I get I get I get where the trolls are coming from with this. They're like, uh, they're they're trying to replace Carol Danvers with a gay Muslim, and I'm like, first, she's not gay. In the, I think they're going to, like, develop a love interest throughout the show. So I think uh, one episode is out right now. Hold your tits. Calm your tits, uh, eventually, Um stuff like that. America Chavez is the gay one. So I don't know why you're not against Dr. Strange. Maybe you didn't, Maybe because you're not watching either of these shows. <laughs> you're just like, oh, she's a little Pakistani. Um, yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, so... Um, anyways, though, I know some people are probably joining this because they're, like, wanting to see the jokes in it. Um, don't, don't, I don't think there's any comedy to be found in this. It's like when I tried to find comedy in incels. There is none. It's just sad. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. It's bad, okay? It's bad. Uh, don't do it. It, it, it's bad. Okay. Our last article, uh, from Insider. Ted Cruz discusses toxic femininity and Pete Davidson and wonders how come that dude gets all these like hot women. How come this dude gets all these like hot women? Uh, On a recent podcast episode, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas asked how the Saturday Night Live actor Pete Davidson gets all these, like, hot women. In the episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz, it pisses me off that he has a podcast, published on Thursday, Cruz co-host Michael Knowles read a viewer question asking Cruz about toxic femininity. <laughs> the Women's March was this weekend. We are seeing women like Amber Heard, Jada Pickett-Smith, Meghan Markle, Kim Kardashian. Is it time we start talking about toxic femininity? The question read, Cruz said Kardashian seems fine, and Knowles replied that he was Team Kanye, referring to Kanye West, who was married to Kardashian. Kardashian. Kardashian from 2014 until their divorce this year, Cruz then shared his own thoughts on Davidson, who's now dating Kardashian. Pete Davidson, all right, how come that dude gets all these like hot women, Cruz said. Laughing, Knowles replied, because of toxic femininity, Senator. That is the evidence that something has gone wrong. Pete Davidson was dating Kate Beckinsale, Cruz said. I mean, you're talking underworld. You're talking like super hot vampire in black leather trench coat. And you're like, really? The SNL dude? Like, wow. Cruz was referring to Beckinsale's role as a vampire in the 2003 world movie Underworld. Beckinsale and Davidson dated briefly in 2019. Cruz often comments on pop culture. On a podcast episode later, he described Thanos from the Avengers as a rabid environmentalist. And in 2018, he speculated about who these Simpsons would vote for, so, um, the, why does Ted Cruz, can we not have Ted Cruz have a podcast, I guess this guy who's, who's referred to as Knowles, uh, Michael Knowles, he has a co-host, of course he does, I don't need a co-host, because I'm better than everyone else, I'm also not dating anyone, that's why I don't have a co-host, um, uh, he's, like, who's, like, who, is Knowles, like, Knowles just, like, sucking Ted Cruz's dick, that tiny little dick that... Like, you know, you know, there's guys who are like growers, not a shower. Uh, Ted Cruz is uh, not a grower, not a shower. That's how I imagine his dick. Um, I like how he's jealous of Pete Davidson. I'm like, Ted Cruz, if you looked at yourself, you're like the one time. Like, you're like, guys, When if you, a guy can grow a beard, it makes him look better, you know? But Ted Cruz did that, and he looks worse. Like, I was like, how do I hate his face even more now? Um, it's like, I like how he's jealous of that. And he's like, we're going to, we're going to do the, we're going to fuck the liberals. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. Um, and, uh, you need to turn yourself in because you are the Zodiac killer. A hundred percent. You all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, You control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. No one asked for it, but I think it's time we go over a cancel-sweezy drinking game uh, that I've heard some people talk about in the the fact that like you make some... Uh the idea is we need actual rules for the cancel Sweezy drinking game. And so I think that as the host of the show I should approve of these. So I figured it out. I made a list. I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's only seven things on this list. I mean, we, it's it's an hour and a half show. There's not too many things we go over, but like also at the same time, like you want when you play a drinking game, you don't want to die. And so uh that's the whole point of the Cancel Sweezy drinking game. Uh, so, here are the rules to the Cancel Sweezy drinking game that you all may want to... So, drink when Sweezy talks about, first of all, his dead dad. So, you know, we've, that's somewhat of a new one, uh, at least since April. <laughs> uh, somewhat more of a uh, new topic on the show. Uh, my dad is dead, Garth Brooks, what the hell have you did, What Give us your alibi, Garth Brooks. We need your alibi, Garth Brooks. Um, the next one is, uh, if I bring up Brie Larson, or if I say mommy, it's usually Brie Larson. That's usually who, who comes up in those situations. Uh, if I bring up any particular instance of not being stingy, uh, or the soundboard says not be stingy, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Basically, if the word stingy comes up, then obviously you take a drink. Uh, another one is growing up in church if you if I talk about it, it's like you know I grew up going to church you know that 's because I typically have to say that uh for all the new people who like if anyone's new to the show and you're like, this guy really has a bone to pick with Christians I was like well I mean I grew up doing that shit I probably stayed there until I was like twenty three and like, I'm, I was there too long and like there's still part of me there 's part of me that like there's, there's something there for a part of me on most of that. Um, if I say the words, Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites, uh, that's one uh, of my friend Josh Casey, author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites. Uh, he was the one who uh, wrote that book. Um, not Susan Cerulean. I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, if I say the sentence, let's go full, if I say something, if I say full throttle, not throttle, if I say full throttle, uh, that is also another time you drink, let's go full throttle. Uh, it's from a very weird video, obscure video of a guy who sent a video message to a girl and he has a weird accent. He's like, let's go full throttle. And so now I just use full throttle in my daily life. Day 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 day. The final one is if I bring up anything about pooping. Now, be using the bidet, that could be uh how bad of a shit I had the other day, uh my diarrhea, if I had diarrhea, if I ate something that gave me pooping, anything involving pooping. That is another drink. Uh. So yeah, that's the cancel shwezy drinking game. Um do it at your own safety. I don't know what advisory I'm supposed to give, but do it at your own safety because I don't think I I'm not an adult enough to be doing, telling you to be safe and shit like that. All right, season four. of Stranger Things just came out, and so I had to talk about it. Now, I'm usually pretty good at not spoiling things for people, but uh, Stranger Things is like my one franchise that I'm like, I will spoil that for fucking anyone. I don't give a shit. Um, I don't give a shit. It's like, it's, on Netflix. it's all on Netflix. Like, I'm watching the same thing you were doing. And I'm also a couple weeks late coming to this, so uh, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, like, are you really going to, no, don't be fucking, don't be a little bitch uh, about this, so, no, no, I wanted to talk about season four of Stranger Things, and, uh, yeah, so let's just get right into it, let's go full throttle, um, so, like, the first thing, like, you know, of watching about this, so it's really cool, I actually really like this season, Uh it's really interesting, the thing with Stranger Things, though, it's, like, when the new season comes out, I'm, like, all hyped towards it, and then my interest goes away, I'm, like, in a couple weeks, and it's like, I love these characters, Joe Keery is a fucking god, um, hair god, um, Robin's great, Natalia Dyer, plays Nancy, is a mommy, uh, if, uh, Sadie Sink, Sink, she is 20, but she looked a lot, she looked a little older, she looked older, she is 20, so she is legal, but if she looked older, she'd be my type, uh, I think, uh, is Millie Bobby Brown is such a pop fucking pick me girl. And I can't stand her. Like, I think she's so fucking annoying in interviews and shit. Um, stuff like that. And so, uh, but all the guys are cool. Dustin, Mike, uh, Lucas, Will, you know, they're all cool. Uh, shit like that. But, uh, we all know who the cool people are. We all know who the mommies are. And then women who could be mommies, but they look like, they still look like kids. And that's weird. Okay. I don't like, I don't, I'm not attracted to children. Just not my type. Just not who I am. Um, anyways though, like one thing I like really noticed with this season though, is there's like too many storylines going on at once. Like honestly, they could have like made complete seasons out of like every each individual storyline and it would have been fine. Um, or like one episode this, one episode that, you know, they kind of mixed it up. And so it's like, Okay, this is getting really intense. All right, time to go to this other storyline. Let's go back to Russia. Let's see what's going on there. Uh, the initial storylines we got, we got the, we got the OG gang, uh, at least those who were there. Steve, Robin, Dustin, and Max. And uh, there's Lucas, who's with the Jocks in this season because he's on the basketball team, and he got, like, the winning shot in the first episode, and now he's cool to them. Uh, we got Nancy and this other guy who ended up dying. No, no big deal. We got the Cali gang. Cali gang, L, Mike, Will, Jonathan, and the new guy, Argyle, who's kind of cool, uh, who's just really in the pot, you know, he's like, uh, and then, uh, we got the Russian, Russia mission crew, which is Hopper, Joyce, Murray, Alexi, I guess, is the new guy on that, the side front, you know, obviously, and then there's, uh, another guy too, I can't remember his name, uh, you know, most of them, like, ended up, like, merging, like, together, you know, to, like, to, like, They came back together. Those were, like, the initial storylines at the beginning of the season. Eventually, Nancy and Lucas rejoin the OG gang. Uh, Obviously, L like, got split off from the Cali gang, the Cali gang. And they're obviously aiming towards, like, an idea of they're all going to meet up back together. Um, Except for, like, the crew that went to Russia to, like, try to rescue Hopper. Like, honestly, that, like, whole side quest storyline... Like, I mean, I get the idea. Like, obviously, season three ended with Hopper. We all thought Hopper was dead. Uh, and I was like, I don't think he's dead. Like, it doesn't sound like he's dead. Like, there's this post-credit scene or whatever that, like, maybe thought he was alive. I'm like, okay, I'm like, yeah, he's clearly there in Russia somewhere. I'm like, that's clearly the case. Like, I don't think they're going to kill him off because it sounds like he's coming back from the next season. Um, and so, like, they had that whole mission, like, they're trying to break Hopper out of the gulag. I think it's called a gulag. Am I right there? Is it called a gulag? Uh, I'm going to call it a gulag because I can. Uh, And so, like, that was so unrelated to every other storyline going forward in, like, this whole season. Like, you know, you always think, you know, there's something L has—11 has something to do with the Upside Down. Um, And then, you know, Will, Mike, Dustin, and Will, Mike, Dustin— Lucas, they all have like a you know, they're all a crew, they're like a gang. Max joins that crew, you know, Nancy, Jonathan, uh, Dust and Steve, you know, and then including Robin, like they're all you know, like, you know, they all kind of have something going on there. And like, you know, like the stories leading up to it. I remember watching the last episode, I'm like, none of these I mean like I know there's they're doing a part two. I'm like, I know none of these storylines are resolving. I kind of know what's going to happen. It's going to end on, like, a cliffhanger, and then we're going to have to wait to it. And luckily, uh, the next one comes out, like, July 1st, and uh, we're, like, mid-June right now. So um, I don't have to wait very long, which is very happy for me. Uh, but anyways, though, like, that Russia mission, like, none of that has anything to do with, like, the recurring storyline that's going on this season. It's, like, the Russia mission, that could have made, like, a mini-series in between this of, like, how they rescued Hopper, you know, and stuff like that. They could have been, like, and then when everything else happened the season where, like, Jonathan and Will and uh, Mike had to, like, rescue Eleven from, like, getting arrested, uh, they could have, like, been like, well, she's still in in Alaska or whatever. Uh, And then we get to that point, yeah, the California chick. So, uh, one of the big things going on this season is that uh, Eleven, or she's going by Jane, or we call her Elle, I don't know what to call her at this point, like, so there's, like, this chick, Angela, who keeps, like, fucking with Eleven, like, and stuff like that, and it's like, if only she knew, like, Eleven used to have these powers that could just fuck her up, uh, and stuff like that. So, like, it's, like, these are the earlier episodes in the season where, like, it's this Cali gang plot line where Eleven's getting bullied by this girl named Angela and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And so, like... When Mike comes to town to visit Elle, like he wants to, uh, well, what he wants to do is visit, like, uh, go to the skating rink, you know, and have fun or whatever. And Elle's trying to, like, make Mike think, like, her life is great out there in California, or it's not. She's having a little rough of a time. And then Angel is also at the skating rink, too. They figure it out. And then, like, what Angel tries to do is he sees he has a boyfriend, and, like, so they, like, try to embarrass her, and they basically, like, assault her on the skating ring, and then eventually throw a milkshake on her, and they're filming the entire time, and so basically what happens is Eleven is, like, just fucking mad, he's like, Angela, apologize, and it's like, fuck no, I'm an 80s bully, and so what Eleven does is fucking bash her skull in with a roller skate, and, like, only Eleven gets in trouble for this, and, you know, he eventually gets arrested, and then plot points happen, and that's the show where she's trying to get her powers back. We, you know, like, and, you know, and everyone's acting like she did a bad thing. Well, she did. She did do a bad thing. That was not a good, cool thing to do. Uh, so now give them a concussion with a roller skate. But at the same time, if, you know, I feel like if Joyce was still around in that case, they're like, oh, this chick is bullying her, and they literally assaulted her At the skating rink. And one guy was filming it. Like, I know kids aren't that smart. They're going to keep that tape around. Like, if they... Like, if the cops would have gotten a warrant or they got a lawyer to get a warrant or whatever for that, they would have retrieved that tape, see what they did to 11, and, uh, like, there would be a whole different, like, criminal proceedings in regards to that because that was just... there's like, retaliation to what she did. So Angela would have been just as big as a problem. And that's, you know, I, I never get... I always, you know... Like, people tried to bully me in high school, but I'm so good with comebacks, and I'm not trying to, like, fucking brag, I'm telling you. Uh, like, they never tried to physically harm me or whatever, but, like, they tried to, like, you know, try to, you know, whatever. And uh, I was so good with comebacks, I just, like, ruined their lives. So, uh, you yeah, know, I was, like, that was, like, freshman year, then after that, like, I did not have to deal with anyone else's shit or whatever. Uh, but, like, in stuff like that, when, like, kids are getting assaulted and stuff like that, you know... And I know I hear from teasers like, we don't know everything that's going on. But I'm like, yeah, you could probably see a kid getting the shit beaten out of them and you ignoring it. That's 100% a case that you probably see and you should probably take care of and stuff like that. And, you know, as, and, and I think about it as an adult. If, like, someone punched me, which you know, I lived in a place where there's, that was a big chance of a, an aggressive narcissist roommate who could have just attacked me at any moment, you know, and, you know I just had to be safe. Uh, like the idea, like if an adult attacks another adult, like that person's getting sued, they're getting assault charges, they're getting arrested. But somehow we get to a point where it's like kids doing it and it's like, that's just kids bullying. You know, if I have a kid and another child is physically assaulting my child, uh, we're, I'm a hundred percent. We're doing legal proceedings against that kid. Like we'll talk to their parents, be like, "You want to do something about your kid?" And they're like, "Nope." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Kid's gonna go to juvie because your kid's assaulting my kid. And I teach my kid like, let's get some video proof. Your kid is assaulting the kid. Yada yada yada, stuff like that." So Angela, anyways, though I'm going on a whole rant here. Angela 100% deserved everything she got in the show. She 100% deserved it. I don't feel sorry for her at all. And people are like, "You don't, you know, you got to be the bigger person and not fight back like that." I'm like, "Look." I'm the kind of person who, you know, I've, I've just been watching the new season of The Boys. Uh, great show, anyways, on Amazon, obviously. Uh, obviously, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it, and you can also, you know, hit me up on uh, twitch.tv slash shweezy. Give us a subscribe. Uh, it's a free thing if you have an Amazon Prime. Um, and something like that, you know. Uh, Huey tries to do the right things to try to, like, you know, put justice to these, like, soups, you know what they call them? And they're like, we can't do this the right way. We have to do it butcher's way, you know, and I think at the same time, like, yeah, you gotta do it, you know, there's a right, you know, there's the right way to do it, and there's the effective way to do it. You have to do the effective way with bullies, so, anyways, if you're a parent out there, and your child is getting physically assaulted by another kid, um, treat them, treat them like adults, because, you know what, your your kid should not be physically assaulted, and stuff like that. Where was I fucking going with this? Um, so, yeah, No. anyways, though, Angela 100% deserved everything uh she got in in fucking strange things. Like I would have been like, if that was my kid and am like, you shoot your kids under arrest. I'm like, no, get a search warrant and then come back. Uh and then we die the kid or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't know. I just, you know, we deal like bullies are everywhere. You're not gonna be able to escape them. But uh there's one thing like verbal shit and there's another thing when you're physically assaulted. Like you shouldn't be scared for your life because of a bully. You know? I don't know I don't know. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts. I right, this is a highlight. We're put it in the comments. Tell me your thoughts. I'm mean, here's to feeling good all the time, folks. All right. So another thing I think is funny. Run up that hill, A Deal with God by Kate Bush. It's now back on the Billboard charts from this show alone, um, which is insane which is also, you know, it's just it's like a music guide. Like also like what's the credibility of these billboard charts now where it's like a song from the eight. Like the idea is like when you release a song, it goes on the charts, it has a lifespan and then it di- eventually dies down and goes away. That's the, that's your idea with these billboard charts. Now it's like, Oh, a song from the eighties. That was like a very, very key song on a TV show. Can now rejoin the, the charts or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's just a quick thought I had. Uh, another one. So, okay. So, in the show, eventually there's the Vecna. Vecna's the real villain. It's a, you know, the show is basically uh, this whole dark underworld type thing, and these kids are trying to view it through the lens of Dungeons and & Dragons. And so they, the Vecna is, you know, a kill, is the killer of this. They explain it better in the show. Uh, and the show that it has one week, so it's been going around killing all these people. It's like, at first it gives them like uh, traumatic experiences, and, like, they go through that and all that shit. And then eventually, what happens is they he eventually goes and kills him, and it's, like, very horrific the way he kills him. It's like that. But they realize that the one weakness uh, is music, especially, like, someone's favorite song. Like, they figure that out through the show. Don't want to spoil everything for you. I'm only spoiling a bunch of things. Uh, so, you know, Max, uh, the character, you know, ends up getting cursed by this thing, and uh, she ends up, like after they play "Round the Hill, A Deal with God by Kate Bush on repeat and repeat. And like, eventually that helps her from the curse and, uh, keeps everything from happening. Um, so that's the thing. So that's a cool plot point. You know, it's like music is winning. And I'm like, you know, as a music person myself, I always think like, oh, this is awesome. Like how music is like really saving someone's soul. Like music really is the reason. Also, uh, this is the eighties and there's all these, uh, and then they're using a cassette player like a Sony like one of the really nice Sony cassette players. You no, know, I was alive in the days of CD players cassette players. I assume cassette players take less power from battery or whatever and I I typically grip a lot of CD players. I had a cassette player but the, but when I really got into music it was CD players. So we didn't have rechargeable batteries back then. Not everything was rechargeable. How the fuck do they never have a battery problem with Max's uh, cassette player? You know, like, I was expecting, like, I'm expecting, and this may happen part two or whatever, the next, you know, the next segment of this shit. You know, I'm expecting there to be, like, the batteries are dead. Do we have spare batteries? I'm expecting that to happen because that didn't happen. I'm like, I'm waiting. I was waiting for that to happen. Throughout this, you know, the end of the series. I guess the first part was like help help Max not be cursed, but now it's like, I guess we're making Max' safe uh, as long as she has this cassette player. I'm expecting I'm expecting a problem to arise where the cassette player is a problem. Like the cassette, there is a problem, and they you know the batteries are dead. levels was my batteries? We need batteries. We need batteries and stuff like that. They maybe like take it. Out. I don't think the flashlights are big enough. Like they're too big batteries or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, that was another plot hole I found with this season. But overall, I like, I thought the season was stellar. I'm like on edge to see how this ends, even though I think really Bobby Brown has insane pick me girl energy and, uh, it, that drives me crazy, she yeah, isn't, she's, she's good at acting. So I don't have to worry about that when I watch the show. It's just when I see her literally everywhere else. So, yeah. Alright, to end this segment I want to go over some more Christian cringe from Relevant Magazine, uh, the the magazine uh, that tries to make Christianity hip, which we've learned cannot happen, and is toxic, and is also a cult. So, let's go over this article. Um, Why do so many people talk about Jesus but not read the Bible? Uh, So anyways though, uh, I guess I have to go over who the author is. You know, when I do go over like these news articles, I don't really care who the author is. I just give the source, and if you want to justify the the truth behind it, do whatever the fuck you want. Um, anyways though, but I feel like this, we should start going over the authors of these articles. And this was written by Shane Pruitt. Uh, his little bio on Relevant: Husband, Father, Directors of Missions for the Southern Baptists of Texas Convention. Red flag. Baptists are just racists who want to be Christian, who want to go to heaven, but are also racist. Of Texas Convention, which is even more racist, um, writer and communicator, and then his website and Instagram and Twitter. Like, we're not going to go over that. I'm not going to promote his shit. Anyways, though, let's read, let's read what he has to say about, uh, why we like, why people like Jesus, but not the Bible. Let's, let's just go into it. Uh, my wife, Casey, um, very much white. And I have five children who are oldest two are both girls, 11 and six and they, five children. God, dude, we're a fucking condom. And they both love to play with Play-Doh. They have all the colors and all the tools necessary to mold, shape and build anything their vivid imaginations can come up with. OK, now for a moment of confession. I love to play with them and create as well. It reminds me of my childhood, but my daughters often will pull me, put me in time out when I mix the colors to create new ones. It's what I always did as a kid, but they can't stand it. Daddy, you're ruining it, which is weird. Don't, don't let your kids call you daddy. The reason we all like Play-Doh as children is because we believed we could create anything we wanted. We mold, shape, and bend. Plus, if we didn't like how it was turning out, we could pick everything up, roll it in a ball, and start over. I believe this is the same reason why so many people love to talk about Jesus, but don't actually read the Bible. In fact, we've all heard people say such things as, I love Jesus, but I don't like the Bible. I have a deep respect for Jesus, but I don't agree with the Bible. Is it possible that we are worshiping a Plato Jesus? Meaning the main reason we don't have an issue with Jesus is because it's Jesus that we've created by our own imagination. will shape, mold, and bend him to be what we want him to be, then the very moment the particular Plato Jesus no longer appeases us, we just roll him up and start over. We create different Jesus more to our liking. When we do this, we are not worshiping the Jesus of the Bible, but rather a Jesus that we've created in our own minds. The Jesus of the Bible regularly disrupts our lives, calls us to difficult things, and stand in opposition of our personal preferences. He often does the opposite of what we think he should. Let's be honest: his holiness, his demand upon to deny ourselves and his commandments to love others, can all get pretty annoying in our pursuit of happiness. The Jesus of the Bible challenges our indulgences, he congests uh, the ego egoist fine arts of looking out for number one. So our natural inclination is to shape Jesus into something more. Palatable to our personal opinion and preference. Left to our natural devices. We don't want to be created in Jesus' image. We want him to be created in our image. We don't want him to be in be the one in control. We want to be in control. We don't want him to be the potter and for us to be the clay. We want to be the potters and for him to be the clay in our hands. We want to shape and mold our God to care about what we are about. We want to label him as a Republican or Democrat. We want to picture him as white, black, or brown we want to i can't do this what we want to we want to shape him we want we want to label him as republican or democrat okay i get that and i agree with that we want to label picture him as white black or brown he was brown like he's from nazareth he was born in bethlehem he was fucking brown we want him to be passionate about what we're passionate about we want him to be angry about what we're angry about he thinks he should tolerate what we tolerate if this idea of what you created jesus to be what comes to mind what you worship pray saying lift your hand give serve and live the ultimately that is idolatry It is the worship of some created idol. You are worshiping a misrepresentation of God of the Bible, one to whom you simply attach the name Jesus. It's sinful on our part because it's not the true Jesus of the Bible that we're worshiping. If you truly love the Jesus of the Bible, then you will also love the Bible that tells us all about him. We know nothing about the person and the life of Jesus apart from the Holy Scriptures, the extra-biblical things. We think we know about Jesus are simply inventions of man. Jesus said himself that we are We must worship in spirit of truth, John 4, 24. An accurate view of him is absolutely necessary to authentic worship. So who is the Jesus of the Bible? According to Colossians uh, chapter 1, he makes the invisible God visible. He is the first ranked over all creation. All things were created through him, and through him he is one who sustains things. He is the head of the church. He is the first ranked over this, blah, 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 blah. This is Bible verses that have nothing to do, uh, that or people who do not know Jesus and who are like, this is what Jesus is. This is the Jesus of scripture. So let us dive into his word to discover who he is. And our our own understanding is knowing the real Jesus of the Bible will begin to be passionate about what he is passionate about. We will be angered by what angers him. We'll blah, blah, blah. This is the only worship that transforms lives because it directs us towards true and living Jesus. At the end of the day, our opinions about him do not change who or who is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. However, our faith in the real Jesus will absolutely change who we are. One of the big problems with this article. So, okay, so let, let, let's let's take a let's let's be logical about this. So, probably some atheist here is like jerking off right now. I'm like, so, I like the idea of Jesus. Like, you know, as as someone who grew up in the church, everyone take a drink. Uh, we, I, you know, I grew up. I like the idea of Jesus. Uh, the thing is with who Jesus is, like they have prop, there's prophecies about him in the old Testament and there's people who talk about him in the new Testament, but what we will, but I will say is though, uh, the only books, if you're, if you're wanting, so where people were like, I liked Jesus, uh, some people talk about Jesus, but not read the Bible. So here's the thing with how the Bible is written. So I'm a believer that the Bible was inspired by God, uh, And Jesus, but not written by them. So these were written by men. So uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, those were books written by disciples of Jesus and/slash friends of Jesus who, I will say, uh, followed him around and watched him do shit. And they wrote that shit down and um, I guess published it or whatever the fuck you you would call it or whatever. Uh, Book of James, you know, that the idea of that book, you know, that was Jesus' brother. So he's he's doing shit like that. then we have, you know, you know the books of Paul and stuff like that. So the difference between, like, the Bible and current literature is the idea that, like, some of these people were inspired by Jesus and, like, you know, knew him in some form or level. Uh, you know, Colossians, I don't think those people knew Jesus was. And a lot of times these were messages from Paul. So you have Paul's pers- personal beliefs. And, and like I say, you know, you want everyone to believe the same thing, but everyone's going to believe a slightly different thing from everyone else. Uh, so, you know, when you read a book written by Paul and follow what Paul says about the Bible, you're worshiping Paul. You're not, you know, you're not following the teaching of Jesus. You're following the teachings of Paul. So to be honest, why people like Jesus, because Jesus was actually a good person. And, uh, no matter if you believe he was real or not, you could take these lessons from Jesus and be like, you know, I want to try to live my life like Jesus, you know? Like he was a servant, even though he deserved to be the savior. Like, I love the idea of that. You could take the idea of Jesus being a fictional character and living like him and be like, I want to live my life like that. These are like good allegories for how I want to live my life. And when you look read these other books of the Bible that were, you know, no book in the Bible was written by Jesus. None of them. They're written by people like me and you. Maybe some of us were have good intentions and smart and try to think things a lot of people like paul but you have to have to realize paul was an incel who you know uh was very upset hated women very he really hated women and uh a bunch of baggage of shit like that so you have to realize that so the reason uh shane pruitt why people uh like jesus but don't like the bible is because uh, they like what jesus did but the Bible wasn't written by Jesus. The Bible was written by a bunch of incels who were assholes and uh, who wrote how, how God was an asshole too. And to so maybe maybe reevaluate. The Bible, maybe Shane, you should realize the Bible wasn't written by God or Jesus. It was written by men. And so you shouldn't necessarily follow everything, a dumbass uh, who barely knew how to write and hated women uh, you should follow that. Especially in 2022, we shouldn't be following, uh, a lot of that shit. We should take in mind, uh, that the Bible wasn't written by one person and realize that maybe we can, uh, we can do better. And all the Jesus, all the Jesus shit holds up, but not, not a lot of the Paul shit holds up. And so maybe think about that and maybe, uh, make sure your daughters, uh, don't grow up, uh, listening to Paul, because then uh, maybe they can't do anything, because you should read how Paul talks about women. Yeah. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, Even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for Liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so it's time for Ask Shweezy. Ask Sweezy is the part of the episode where you go ahead and ask me questions, and I go ahead and answer them for you. I mean, I've, I'm on a streak here. We've, we're 80 episodes in, and I'm 100% on my track record of how good I am at uh, giving answers uh, to the questions that you have for me. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Let's go to our first question here. Um, do guys actually like hand jobs? If you made it this far in the episode, you know, you know, this is what we're doing. I love giving hand jobs. I love watching him up close and pe- playing with him, and finally watch him come in my hands. But do guys actually like it? Seems like they think the they think the are pointless when compared to blowjobs and actual sex. Um. So yeah, uh, let me start off answering your question by saying, um, if a woman's like, hey, can I give you a hand job? no guy, unless they don't, unless they don't like the girl, um, then, uh, they're, they're going to be fine with a hand job. Most guys are up for a hand job. I'm telling you right now, most guys will be down. Like if, if you know, things are in a situation where you don't want to have sex, but this guy is fucking horny and he's, he needs to nut. If you're in that situation for, uh, for the vagina havers and the penis havers, cause, uh, Look, luckily, we're being gender neutral here. We're just saying vagina and penis havers, because those are the only two genitals. It's like there's thousands of genders, but there's only two genitals. Hopefully, I really hope. Um, that's a good. That's a good life lesson. Uh, thousands of genders, but two genitals. Uh, uh, so um, for like the vagina havers, the what you don't understand is that when guys are horny too long, there's a thing called blue balls, which, you know, I have friends who are women, and they they were actually curious. They asked me, I think it was like forever ago, like one of the first two episodes on the show, I explained, like, yes, blue balls is real, and it sucks, it sucks a lot. It doesn't suck dick, because sucking dick would actually solve the problem. But it does, it is pretty terrible. Uh, Now, however, blue balls isn't an excuse for a guy to, like, make, force a woman to have sex, or, like, for a woman to feel obligated to make a guy come. That's that's a rule uh, I generally have. However, I think the vagina havers need to, you know, be a little mindful and be, be considerate uh, that blue balls are horrible for guys. And so don't try to put a man in a situation where they're probably going to get blue balls. That's just a, that's just, that's, you know, that's the way I answer questions like, is blue balls real? That's how I answer that question. Uh, so now, well, let's say you're in the situation where, uh ladies you or not ladies sorry sorry uh sorry for my microaggressions uh for uh my uh for the vagina havers out there uh who or for vagina havers i'm i'm thinking uh i think i'm assuming you're a vagina haver who identifies as a woman uh so he he with here's the thing with the hand jobs like we'll we'll take one if you like giving hand jobs uh we're we're hundred percent able to go full throttle everyone take a drink. Uh, with that, the the thing is though, um, it sounds like, um, from your experience, you're a cum goblin. Well, cum goblins are cool. I don't know. I don't think we should be calling you a cum goblin. Maybe we should figure out another term for you. Uh, you're pretty cool though. You're, you, you're a girl I like and I want to hang out with. I'm gonna assume you're a cis woman, okay? So just to answer this, the, we continue here, uh, trying to answer questions about this. Um, so it sounds like you have everything figured out. At least you know how to know how to get a guy off. Because I've I've never had a good hand job, and I'm also I'll be 29 soon. Almost I'm almost 30, and saying that I've never had a good hand job uh, says a lot uh, about the society we live in. That I personally, in my own own personal experience, only me have not have a good hand job. So uh thing we don't we don't mind it. If you're good at it, yeah, we're down for that shit all the time. It's better better your hand than my hand. Uh, the the problem is like I know uh as an adult, most adults think like when you're a kid, you're like oh, I'll take a hand job, but like and as an adult, like oh, I'll take a hand job. <sighs> okay, you know it's like it's, a, it's not as you're not as enthusiastic about a hand job as an adult as you are when you're a kid. The thing is. Most women slash vagina havers who I'm talking about today are not good at giving handjobs. Guys are good at giving handjobs or penis havers because we know how to, what we like. So it's, it's, you know, it's a little like sex with everyone, you know, everyone's a little different and so you got to figure that shit out, you know? So that's the thing though. So it's like a blowjob, like blowjobs are more like pizza, blowjobs are more like sex and pizza, you know, like, it's always, it's always going to be pretty good, uh, there's a lot of bad pizza out there, and then, I mean, actually, I'm pretty picky on pizza at this point in time in my life, but anyways, though, uh, it's similar to that, so the, the problem is why you hear a lot of guys being like, eh, I don't want to get a hand job. it's because a lot of women aren't very good at it, they, like, try to go up and down, and it's dry, and, like, you want to spit on it, or something like that, you know, it's just, I feel like, your mouth, I feel like the mouth, the mouth has to be a good place for sex. I, I like, you know, I know some people say it's not natural. I feel like it's natural. I feel, I feel like it's all holes, holes and sticks, you know? Um, so anyways though, I guess with all my rambling, um, do you guys like, guys actually like hand jobs? Yes. However, we'd rather not get a bad hand job that's dry and we chafe and shit like that. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, do you want to get fingered dry, you know, uh, for the vagina havers out there? that's uh, I think that's going to be the best comparison I'm going to be able to get for you. Why is it consider, considered unhygienic if a woman doesn't shave? I personally do shave my legs, arms, and armpits uh, because I just feel it's more comfortable that way, but I don't really get how not shaving could be unhygienic. Everything should be fine as long as you take care of yourself, right? How come it's not considered unhygienic if a man doesn't shave? So I'm I'm going to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start off here uh, as a man slash penis haver, I guess. Uh, we're talking about, sorry for the they, thems out there. I'm not going to be referring to you here. Uh, so do apologize. Sorry for my microaggressions and I will, can, I will get back to you in a second, um, for, for that. So for men, why they think women who don't like shave their body hair and stuff like that is because men men aren't men aren't as good at hygiene as people say they are that's why you know when people talk about circumcision there's a lot of pro non like circumcised people and uh, some people are like yeah you should you should get circumcised um, and people are like well we know how to clean ourselves I'm like men aren't going to clean themselves like like you think they are uh men aren't like that men aren't going to like men are just, it's just smegma you're just you're like i want my child to have smegma and that's why i'm a big believer not because there's a Jew in me, uh, because I'm a big believer in circumcision because if I have a son, I want him to get his dick sucked, uh, man, woman, or they, them. I don't care. Uh, I, you know, if I have a kid, I want, if I have a penis having, if I have a penis haver, I want them to be able to get their knob, uh, sl- slobbered on and stuff like that. And the thing is like men, there's a lot of men out there who don't, shave down there who don't clean up and they're, and they're really not that hygienic. And that's the thing though. So, you know, you see a lot of hairy guys and, you know, I think we just think about, there's a situation of a type of guy who's hairy. Uh, and I think that, uh, necessarily, I don't think that necessarily shaving, you know, men started, grow- a lot of more men have hair on their face now and, uh, they're more hygienic. It's more like grooming, I think. Uh, and like, you know, there's no real way, good way to groom your armpits besides shaving it all off. Uh, pubes are in the same way, you know, I don't, I don't mind pubes, but I'm, I'm a big, uh, like my preferences, I, I just prefer it all be gone, like hair, you know, down there, uh, just, you know, your mouth is going down there and, uh, I'm not a big, uh, wilderness explorer, you know, stuff like that. So I'm a big believer in, uh, both men and women should just clean shade down there. Now there's some women who don't like men who, you know, shave everything down there because they feel like they're fucking a little boy. Uh, men don't care. Apparently we don't care unless they are a little person. Apparently I've heard from some people that if you're going to fuck a little person, uh, let's say a penis havert going to fuck a little person, you're going to want them to have some pubes down there because, or else you're going to feel like you're fucking a child. And if you're into that shit, uh, I'm calling the cops right now. So, uh, yeah, so I think generally what I would say, though, why a lot of peat men specifically or other women would consider like having, you know, someone who doesn't shave unhygienic is because shaving is a part of grooming yourself and part of grooming yourself is cleaning yourself. And so it's considering that, like, oh, you don't shave your armpits or your pubes and, or your legs or whatever. Uh, it doesn't sound like you do anything else or put in any other effort into cleaning yourself. That's, I think, why uh, that's the stigma around it. And I guess it's different for men. It's, it's unfortunate it's different for men than it is for women because I tell all my men, I tell all my fellas, you got to shave. You got to shave your pubes. Like, and I love going to events, you know. And, like, you know, like, guys will be like, Single guys are like, we go to, a, you shave your pubes, you know, I might get laid tonight, you know, i shave your pubes, then you get so drunk you pass out somewhere, you're like, I can't believe I shaved my pubes for this. Uh, anyways, those fellas, shave your pubes, no woman wants to eat your fucking pubes when they give you blowjobs, okay, just, don't be stingy, everyone have a drink, uh, anyways, I'm going I'm gonna, like, pour, pour me another drink, got Red's Wicked Apple Ale, want someone that's going to make me fun to record, uh, anyways, though, so, yeah, so, so fellas, shave your pubes, I think I had access to, like, a free OnlyFans the other day, and she was giving a blowjob, and the dude just was fucking furry down there, like, Jesus, dude, you know, that's a thing, too, like, you want your, the porn guys to shave, and you don't want to see them women just fucking, uh, swallowing hair, like, that's gross, you want to see them swallowing cum? That's the, that's what we want. Women, you should be, <laughs> women swallow cum, not hair. Women, that is weird. Oh you know, yeah, and it's weird. And you hear about like, this is way off topic, but you hear like, uh, what your everyone's cum tastes different and depends, and a lot of it depends on diets, and uh, you know, it just makes me as a man think like, you know, how can I be a better man? What do I need? Do I need to drink some pineapple juice? Oh, and there was, like, some, I saw something on, I can't remember if it was BuzzFeed or Reddit, both very similar, but, like, a dad was like, yeah, my daughter drinks tons of pineapple juice, and, like, then he realized, why, or stuff like that, they go through a lot of pineapple juice. (laughs) Uh, That's not, that's not a good sign to hear from your daughter, that's what scares me about, like, that's the scary thing about having a daughter, like, you know. It's like, you expect them to have sex, but you don't want them to be like the village whore, you know? And then, like, y'all, I mean, I'm also like, I think sluts are cool, but I was like, can my daughter not be a slut? You know, I I, ha- I have too many standards, uh, too many double standards in my life, and I don't live according to anything. So, here's feeling good all the time. <sighs> okay. Uh,. Why do people associate being a Republican with being a bad person? So, um, is where, like I saw this question, so I wanted to answer it. Um, but one thing, like you know, I like usually answer these questions at like the the top of my head. You know, I was just like figure out what's going on. But then I saw someone talk about it on Reddit, and so therefore I decided uh, to read a list off for you uh, and then respond that way. Uh, so why Republicans are bad people, uh, shitty human beings, uh, not worthwhile, uh, not worth, uh, existing. Here's why. Uh, they do not care or to protect our environment, which is very weird because, uh, a lot of, because generally, you know, liberals live in cities, conservatives live in country areas and the nice country areas are what we're trying to save. (laughs) Uh, I, don't, I don't consider myself a liberal, but like I do think, yeah, we should not destroy the environment uh, because a lot of that environment has to has to exist for us to exist. Uh, and I don't think really people are like, oh, global warming doesn't exist. It's just because they don't understand the science. I don't understand the science either, but I think it's real because someone smarter than me said so, and someone I believe said so, so that's why. Anti-voting rights and now outright anti-democracy, yeah. Uh, The idea that their party is the one who wants to, like, limit voting. And the idea of why only one specific party wants to limit voting uh, is because they think that there are more liberals than you know, uh, conservatives. And so if they can limit, uh, they try to go against, not let people who would typically vote liberal vote. Uh, that's their goal. And it's, it's a pretty shitty thing. And they're anti-democracy and they want to live in like a fascist world. Like, do you know what fascism is? Like, probably not. That's why you're voting conservative. Uh, they support almost all things in the corporate wealthy interest, but oppose most things for everyday people. It's like, you're like, I don't want to get these welfare checks to people. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, uh, if they raise the minimum wage, then I make minimum wage. I'm like, yeah, then you negotiate with your boss to get better wages or you work this easier job that does pay you what And you get to work easier. Uh, you can spend more time with your family. Uh, that's called supply and demand, dumbass. Um, Anti-health care for all, which is so fucking stupid because, uh, first of all, people are like, it just wouldn't work here. I'm like, okay, works in literally m- hundreds of other countries. But it, it doesn't work for doesn't work for us for some reason. It would never work for us. Uh, are you R-worded? Which they are. They're Republicans. Uh, but they don't understand. And I think the big thing is, uh, you know, talking to my dad, may he rest in peace, Garth Brooks, give me your alibi. Uh, he was like, you know, uh, like it was like the Affordable Care Act. Like people were supporting that, but they're like, well, I'm against Obamacare. I'm like, you know, they're the same thing. You just don't like it because it's Obama. Okay. Uh, and stuff like that like, just, it's fucking stupid trying to talk to someone about healthcare. I'm like, how will we pay for it? And I had to to tell this to, like, my 80-year-old aunt. How would we ever pay for this? I'm like, uh, with taxes. And so, did you watch the new Top Gun movie? Because that, uh, is a good documentary on where our tax money is going. Uh, then they're anti-LGBT rights, any other race or religion, but white and Christian. Like, that's all they're for. It's a very, you know, just toxic, uh, racist and shit like that. And so, it's, like that. I'm like, I don't want to support that. Like, I bet, you know, in the early 2000s, like, you know, Republicans were, you know, it was like, you know, and originally when Obama was elected, it was like, oh, you, you say I'm against Obama because he's black. Well, you don't actually know his policies then. You're just making that up. They're anti public education, uh, which, you know, besides the rich ones, the poor ones have to send their kids to. And they're like, oh, they're trying to indoctrinate my kids, but I'll trust them with an AR 15 to protect their lives, but don't teach them about critical race theory. Um, They're anti-abortion, um, which I get the idea of being anti-abortion, but they're, like, pro, like, trying to govern and, like, control women's bodies, which is, like, which is fucking insane to think about, like, yeah, I want you to only do what I say and what you do with whatever you do with your body. They're, like, no, I don't want women to have, like, you know, I get the idea of, like, being anti-abortion, but you're also against, like, like, uh, free birth control for women. They're like, no, no, women shouldn't be having sex except for me and my mistress and sometimes my wife. Uh, and they're anti, any legislation proposed by Democrats, even if the majority of Republicans agree with it, yeah, they're, they literally will just vote on something because the Democrats want it. And it's like, you know, just do... Vote for things the American people want. Don't vote for your fucking party or whoever's putting money in your pockets. Uh, they're America first. Uh, fuck all the other people in the world, which is insane, considering they're pro-authoritarian government worldwide and at home. They want to be, uh, you know, the, the world police, which, don't get me started on the fucking cops. Fuck the police. Uh, I don't even care. You're like, my husband's a good cop. No, he's not. All cops are bad cops. Anti-science, which, you know... Um, which also explains why they're anti-public schools. Um, they oppose truth, facts, journalism, statementship, net neutrality, vaccines, masks during a pandemic, public assistance during a pandemic, uh, which is insane because that affects people who are, who typically vote Republican. Uh, oppose living wage for workers, which is insane because that's, that's the majority of people who are voting. opposed organized labor, which would fucking help you in your job. And they condone hate, racism, and white supremacy, intimidation, and insurrection against our government, in multiple in baseless conspiracy theories like QAnon and uh, whatever the fuck George Soros or whatever. I try to like learn what like deep state was. I'm like, are you fucking stupid right now? Almost said the bad word, but uh, I did not. And so that's it. So I think hopefully those explain why uh, Republicans are fucking dumbasses. How come people can be so calm around horses, while one kick to the heart can head or heart or head can instantly kill you? Um, yeah, for for me, this is actually a very interesting uh, fear I have. Uh, like I don't like I'm not scared of horses and shit, but but like getting hit, like getting back kicked by a horse, fucking terrifies me. So I'm like, when I'm around a horse, I'm like I'm on the front of you, just petting you, we're friends, right, I've ridden horses before, and, like, it's not, that's the thing, though, it's like, I was fine with horses, then I learned that fact, and I'm like, I'm out, uh, anyways, though, I think the big, uh, lesson there for you, uh, is to not be a fucking idiot, uh, and respect the animal, like, you know, like, you wouldn't fuck up, you know, it's like fucking around with a dog, you know, eventually, that dog is gonna fuck around back. And, uh, never come back again, or whatever. So, yeah, no, I'm actually, yeah, um, not, like, terrified of horses, but I'm terrified of getting back-kicked by a horse, because, like, it's, like, something, I don't know, I can't remember how pressure of, like, punches and shit works. All my physics knowledge goes into how sound works, but, uh, I think it's, like, a thousand pounds, a thousand pound punch, which... Uh, considering you meet a professional boxer, um, it's not like fucking Rocky, uh, they punch you and they're like, Bup! and they, like, you barely even see their arm move and they just fucking knock you out cold. They, if, you, if they're standing still and they punch you. Um, so I, I don't know how much is that. That could be like 200 pounds. I don't know. Or PSI or something like that. I believe I'm probably wrong here. And someone's going to fact check me, uh, a horse bat back kick is like a thousand PSI. Um, let me just Google that. Uh, P.S.I. of a horse kick. There we go. 200 P.S.I. I was way lower. Uh, P.S.I. of a professional boxer. Throw a punch between 1,200 1,700. P.S.I. I can be the average person's hitting force? Okay, so actually a so I'd say I'll give them the least 1200 uh with a professional boxer and that's just you sitting in hand so uh, it's actually a little bit closer than I thought anyways, 2000 PSI for a horse 1200 for a professional boxer um, you'll live the professional boxer though um, you're not going to live the horse Like you, the horse will fucking 2000 I bet that's like on the low end too like a big muscular horse and shit like that Terrifying. That's terrifying shit. Are religious people just less intelligent? Uh, Up atheist with academic parents. It allows me to view the topic from an outside perspective, so it just seems unintelligent, and for a lack of a better word, moronic to believe in mythology from before the Middle Ages, and take it as truth, while most of it, Bible, Quran, etc., is clearly fairy tales of the time with some historical grounding to make it believable, and no real evidence other than word of mouth in those same scripts. So, to an outsider like me, I literally cannot grasp the situation I do know that things such as indoctrination from a young age can be an enormous obstacle for anyone. So, do the people and the environment of an individual around them, still, it seems strange to me that an individual can think to themselves, and come to the conclusion that, yes, this book is the truth, and I won't question it without a single thought put into how that script came to be or how the respective religion has reinterpreted the text hundreds of times over the years, and it now barely resembles resemblance the original text, not to mention the numerous additions and redactions the different church, mosque, governments did to the original text just so they'd fit their narrative at the time. Okay. So I do think this is a very interesting question. Uh, you know, obviously, everyone take a drink because I grew up in church, so I know how uh, these works. I one thing about religions, and this is more of a study on how Jehovah's Witnesses work. Now, Jehovah's Witnesses, from what I know, uh, just from binging some uh, YouTube creators who are uh, who who were former Jehovah's Witnesses, what they would say is that uh, one thing Jehovah's Witnesses try to do is they don't want uh, people who are Jehovah's Witnesses to be like doctors or anything, or philosopher philosophers, they like that as a job, uh, or like dentists and shit, like anything that requires like a lot of like degrees and stuff like that. They don't like that. They they want people to be like window washers and janitors and stuff like that. That's like those are jobs. Uh, one thing is it's kind of indoctrination because uh, if someone doesn't have the intelligence necessarily to you know have critical thinking skills, never. You know, one thing with nice thing about college is it makes you have to like think about things. Like you can't just go to college, just kind of half-ass your way through like all these classes that you would typically major in, and get your way. Because at some point you're gonna have a senior project, and like you can't, you can't just be dumb about it. Like you can't just like uh, blaze your way through and shit like that. So you have to literally keep going from there uh, and stuff like that. So a lot of these people uh, less intelligent. Uh, a lot of these people who typically stick with these, a lot of them, and I'm saying a lot, there's a lot of people who are very smart and do believe in, uh, Christianity and do believe in faith and stuff like that. So I'm not counting those out, but there, there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of them do vote red too. I just want to point that out. Uh, they do, um, they do come from intelligent backgrounds. Like maybe they, uh, weren't smart enough to make it into a college, uh, not saying they're not smart. Some of them are doing terrific in trade schools, uh, but uh, others are like, yeah, not really smart. So they just get a job where they can, trying to work and stuff like that, and you know, and stuff like that. They weren't. Maybe they went to college for a year and they couldn't do it. I mean, college is hard. And so, like, I get it. So you know, people unintelligent. You know, so they weren't able to make it in college. So not necessarily just because you're not super smart doesn't mean you shouldn't be respected. But at the same time, these people are. Uh, these people are the ones that are being indoctrinated because, you know, they've never really left a specific bubble for anything. I wouldn't call them bad people or morons or shit like that, but, like, stuff like that, just... They never had to do a ton of critical thinking and stuff like that. Uh, That's one thing I I can say to that, too. Another one is, obviously, uh, kids, um, you know, growing up into this stuff, kind of like I did, and, like, a lot of kids, uh, I knew they were homeschooled, and, like, to be honest, I have... One friend, his name is Ginger Balls. Uh, he is the only one who I believe was homeschooled and actually got an actual education via homeschool. Like everyone else I know who was homeschooled, like I'm like how like they barely know how to read. And some of them made it into college because they like snuck into community college first and then they started doing another class. I'm like they they snuck in. I'm like how are you like you like some of these people I'm like. You barely know how to read. I don't know how you've like even made it this far into the system, uh, and stuff like that. Some of them like their parents didn't even actually teach them actual schooling stuff. Like how they got away with that is beyond me. I think I know some people who eventually had those credentials like tested, and they're like, "You didn't get an education. How you are even able to read is beyond me." And you'd be surprised. Like I always wondered how. Like you hear like the statistic of like. People who are like illiterate, and you're like, "How?" And then it's like people like this. So you know when they get them from a young age, and so they don't make them smart, and so they can't really critically think. Uh, that's really how they fall into this. Not saying that everyone into this. You know, if you if you try to read anything from like C.S. Lewis or Tolkien, you know, so very very well written stuff. There's a lot of smart people who do associate with Christianity and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's outward, but a lot of times the people who just believe this nonsense, especially, you know, coming from the Republican party, we're not super educated people. So, um, I would say a majority of people, you know, fall into this can be considered less intelligent. Um, a lot of them are just in bad situations and they don't know the situation. So, uh, sometimes you just gotta help people learn, be a, be a better person. Is it true that sex is meaningless to men? That there are no emotions in it and you can and you could care less about a girl and still sleep with her. Me, as a woman, sex means something with me. That's why I've been v- with very few people. My friend told me men don't hold sex in high regards like women, even if they have only been with a handful of people. Okay, so to to help you with your mindset, I guess, a little confusing, uh, sex does mean something to men, especially when it's with the right person. However, men can be put in situations... Uh, you know, similar to, you know, they can, men are typically able to have sex with someone they don't care about. Uh, and uh, men can do that. I can do that, and I've done it. Uh, but the, the, the truth behind all of it is that uh, it's not as good it, unless you actually hold it with someone you do care about and stuff like that. Uh, that's the situation. Men can. Um, the thing with men um, that women don't understand, uh, I've explained this on the show thousands of times. But uh, for men, uh, cum is a poison inside their body, and they have to get rid of it. And that's why some women are cool and know that. Some women are like, ugh, and stuff like that. But, you know, men, men, we have that in there. So, uh, you know, sometimes we jerk off. Sometimes we have meaningless sex with women. Um, So the thing is, a good man, a normal person who doesn't need therapy, uh, can have, uh, typically, if they have meaningless sex, it's, it, they don't like it in the end, but, uh, they, some men do and have it and they're fine with it. Uh, it's just different for men just because we have this biology of where we got to get rid of this poison in our bodies, uh, where women don't have a poison in their bodies. They have to get rid of, unless they get pregnant, then they need to get rid of that poison in their body. Am I right? But up, 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 Anyways though. Yeah. I hope that, uh, explains, uh, that for you. Um, here's to feeling good all the time, everyone. All right. Final question of the evening. If you were once homophobic, what were your reasons and how did you change? So, I would never consider myself ever be homophobic, but however, I would say maybe middle school and high school, um, you know, I was very much into the Christian bullshit and I would say at least uh of it, I be- you know, I believe that the Bi- the Bible said that being gay is a sin, stuff like that. So, mind changing, you know, I met people in high school who were gay, you know, and this is uh late 2000s, early 2010s, and, you know, you meet people, and, and my brother was gay, and so, I, don't, I never say I was, like, actually homophobic in my mind, so I was always like, being gay is a sin, uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, I get why some people are homophobic. Some people are just scared, uh, and I think the idea is that they think they, there's been, like, this rumor I don't know I think and the Christians are the probably the ones to blame for this that uh, the that hom- hom- homo uh, uh, gay people are rapists and so you're like where you're on a gay person you're like oh you're gonna rape me you're gonna rape me and then you realize like no they're not gonna fucking rape you and it's fine that's one thing people are homophobic about uh, that's one thing I say th- um, most of the reasoning I think is religion. Um, I've learned that the people who are really religious and against it are secretly gay themselves. Uh, Barry Pointer, uh, in Kirksville, Missouri, where I went to high school with his kids. Uh, he was offering, uh, Arby's gift cards for sex with men. And he was very much at a church where they were super homophobic and he always preached about it a lot. He taught in a college class and he talked about it a lot in that class uh, from people I have heard of, and he turned out to be gay. So uh, sometimes people who act super homophobic are really gay. They're they're super gay. They're paying for sex with Arby's gift cards. And, and, and someone asked me, how did he get arrested? I was like, well, apparently uh, he thought because it was an Arby's gift card and not real money that it wasn't considered prostitution. So um, I guess my best answer would be to say that, uh, they're probably gay themselves. Uh, they follow belief in the Bible and aren't educated enough to know any more answers than that, or they think gay people are going to rape them. That's because the church has given us that answer. And those are the answers I would probably give for you for that lesson. Anyways, though, that's how we're wrapping up today's episode. of Cancel canceled. Shweezy, thank you for tuning in. Uh, to cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media at the Sweezy. Check out my music under Sweezy. Just take the cancel out and uh, just type in Sweezy. That's how you find my music. Twitch.tv slash theSweezy. Go check me out there when I stream games. Connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch Prime account. That way you can get a Twitch Prime and help support me as well over there. Uh, Patreon, a great way to say thank you for being a friend to help financially support the show, and uh, all the free shit. Like if you're on YouTube, you can always go ahead and uh, like our episodes, share the episodes, share our highlights with your friends, uh, leave a comment so we can know what you're talking about. And I always love to hear what you people are thinking about each individual episode. Uh, and if you are the audio only, make sure you leave a review and a 54321 star rating. So, like always, honk if you love butt drugs. Stay awesome. Believe it or not, Shweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button, that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk vila butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.